Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast. We talk about anything and everything esports related. I'm your host, Kevin Correa, of course, as always, bringing you the latest and greatest happening within the industry, from players, coaches, to the events, the teams, the happenings going on with the releases of games going into the holiday season. And also, we got to talk about the business side of esports a little bit more. You know, that's that's kind of where the, 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 the big trajectory is planned for esports. And here to help me talk about what his company is doing in, in, the, in the field, really, let's welcome in Laurent Benezra, the CEO of Intima Solutions. Uh, Laurent, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You are uh, an honored guest today, so I thank you for taking time out of your busy, I'm sure busy, busy schedule to come on the show and talk to us. Kevin, it's a pleasure. I'm uh, very, very happy to be here. Uh, I love your show. I love what you guys are doing and then progressing uh, esports. And uh, look, uh, I'm very, very excited to talk to you. For sure. So, I mean, let's let's just dive right into this, right? Intima, you guys are an emerging leader for esports and, and iGaming and in terms of uh, what your subsidiaries are in the industry. It's, it's you know, product branding, uh, advertising, marketing. It's, it's a whole lot of that. And you're also kind of providing solutions in, in the esports gambling space, space as well. And so before we get into all of Intima, let's talk about you a little bit, because a lot of your background before Intima, you were kind of uh, uh, more revolving around investment banking, account management, general you know financial advisement. What led you to joining this company? You know, what was it? Almost three-ish years ago? Yeah, uh, well, it's a very good question. Uh, I was in financial industries uh, for about uh, 20 years at, at that point. I got tired of it. Uh, I, I thought, you know what, the, the, the creativity, the, 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 the rigidness, there, there's no creativity. There's, it's all rigid. And really, I thought I needed a, a breath of fresh air. So uh, I hung up, uh, hung up my skates, proverbially, and gave my, uh, gave my partner my book, and uh, who's a great guy, and we get along great, obviously. And then I decided to kind of take a vacation and went to Florida with my family. And kind of uh, about three days into Florida, <laughs> I get a phone call from somebody who says, what do you know about technology and blockchain i said absolutely nothing <laughs> he goes okay i'll call you back in two weeks uh you do as much you, you learn as much as you can so i picked up a couple of books and became a certified blockchain expert uh within those two weeks uh by learning by myself and uh we went on on a journey uh, me and three other partners to build a, a cryptocurrency exchange uh unfortunately that didn't work out but it actually brought me to Intema because the people who uh we're going to invest in the cryptocurrency exchange with me are actually the people who invested in Intema. And they uh, like my management style and like the fact that I can basically, you know, work hard and, and grind things out to make, to make sure that we, we, uh, we get in our objectives. So that's why I started in Intema. I just kind of, you know, uh, worked, uh, worked with the, my investors and we, we found this company that was uh, primarily an email marketing company for, for, for all its, uh, all its existence. Wow, that's that's impressive. So you move away from the financial sector, the, the rigidness the, of the of the of the sector, and you move into something a little bit more akin to a startup kind of phase. Yeah. And you kind of uh, you're delving into a bunch of different pools now. But primarily, and we're here to talk about you know obviously esports. And so, based on your prior experience, uh, what was I guess your interest you know with esports? Uh, when did that kind of start off for you? I've been a gamer my whole life. I, I had a, an Atari, a ColecoVision, an Atari, uh, NES, the original NES. Uh, I had a uh, Sega Genesis and all the way to I, I just 
finally got my Xbox Series X, <laughs> which, you know, is impossible to find that in a PS5. You know, you, you find a, a truckload of that, you can make more money than Bitcoin. Yes. But I mean, uh, you know, I've always been a gamer. I love I loved the space. Uh, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's a pastime and an adventure, but also, like, you know, something I've, I grew up with. But I, eSports is, is, is the next frontier for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I see sports, uh, you know, the, the big leagues like NFL, NBA, uh, NHL, uh, you know, and, and MLS, uh, sorry, MLB, Major League Baseball. Those are those are great leagues, but you know, it's it, they're not driven for the new generations. The mm-hmm. new generations are have no borders. They they don't they're not they're not really rooting for a city. They're rooting for you know their their favorite team and their favorite sports. And those sports happen to be esports. You know. Look at Fortnite. Fortnite is one of the the greatest games that's ever been created. And the reason is because it transcends everything. You know, mm-hmm. you, have, you have Travis Scott, who's not really popular these days, but he did have a concert on Fortnite. Yes, you know, and Ariana Grande had a Fortnite concert recently, and those are those are like you know uh, fourth wall shattering events, right? Like this is gaming in the mainstream, and the mainstream is now becoming gaming. You know, and that's why I love esports. I, I just started really. I, I wanted to work somewhere that I would be extremely happy to work every day. It kind of sounds corny and cliche, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I get, to, I get to like literally have my, my my second screen instead of being stock market. It's actually YouTube or Twitch, and I'm watching people <laughs> playing. You know, so like I, I can't, I, I it can't go wrong, right? Like I, we love what we do in that in Tampa. We've been doing it for a while, and. Uh, yeah, it's just basically esports. Just it's in my blood. No, for sure. It, it's interesting because esports nowadays, it's the age range for it is, is so wide. You're you're hitting people from you know 12, 13, 14 years old, all up to their forties for the most. Like people have been gamers their whole lives, like yourselves, like myself. I'm in my mid twenties, and I'm I'm I've been kind of the same way as you. I found a job I liked with a second screen, watching Twitch and YouTube almost the entire day, and so it, it's interesting that. You mentioned that it transcends borders. Well, one thing that really hasn't transcended borders yet has been the development of sports and esports betting. Um, in comparison to Canada, I'm sure it's been a little bit more fast paced. Here in the States, it's, it's been kind of a slow, literally state by state process of trying to get sports and esports betting off the ground here. How has it been in your experience uh, in Canada uh, with esports or, or even sports betting just kind of being, you know, more accepted amongst the provinces, if you will? Well, you know, it's a very good question. Uh, I'll start with the, with, with, with answering with with the Canadian laws that just changed. Uh, you know, Bill C two thirteen, single sports betting is now legal, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the fun part: esports is not sports betting, so mm-hmm. it's really in the gray area still. So we're still in a, in an area where okay, we're, we're progressing to where we want to be, but we're not there yet. So you know. Intema being a <clears throat> esports betting company, having a major part of that, you know, we, we did acquire or we are acquiring. Sorry, I have to I have to be I have to be you know uh, legalese at this point. Yes, we, we we will be acquiring Loot.bet. We're at the final stages of that. Loot.bet being the largest esports wagering website in the world. You know, our main concern is the esports laws, right? Mm-hmm. So. Sports betting in Canada, single sports betting in Canada is a great step. I love it. I think it's it's important. I think that was, that that needed to happen. Now we're going to be pushing for esports. You know, mm-hmm. now as as the largest company, and it's funny because there's another company uh, maybe you've heard of them called Rivalry. Yep. Right. We, we I believe Rivalry and, uh, and us are very important players. Uh, 
or the most important players in, 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 the, in this ecosystem. Reason for that is because we can push for legislation. We can push the boundaries and we can do so even though, you know, we are competitors, we, sh we could work together and actually push towards legislation for esports, be it here in Canada or, and then to answer your second part of your question, the U.S. The U.S. is more progressive. The mm -hmm. U.S. Is, 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 is pushing boundaries every day. You had Connecticut about two weeks ago that, that, that uh, legalized esports wagering. You had Vegas who did it during COVID. Uh, you have other uh, states that are thinking about it very, very strongly. So yeah, it, it, it's moving. Mm -hmm. It's great. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean is that we're at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're major disruptors in this in the field. You know, uh, Intema in, and Loot.bet are major disruptors because we're at the beginning. We're at the forefront. We have an established clientele. We have an established own uh, user usership. Uh, we have a brand that's fantastic, and that we're going to be bringing over once it's you know once everything gets legalized. We're going to bring over uh, Loot.bet to to. to different territories and trust me we're, we're going to be attacking the united states as, as fast as as hard as we can that's perfect that's awesome it's, it's funny you mentioned rivalry because we actually had a few months back we had the ceo of rivalry steven Sauls, on the show and he talked about much the same things you were talking about that they were making great headway in canada and they were going to do the same exact kind of strategy where, where once the u.s starts opening up a little bit more it'll be a, a wide open frontier for for multiple multiple uh companies to come in and really start to make their own headway in the in the esports betting scene so uh it's funny you mentioned that you, you know you're still in the process of acquiring loot.bet obviously you're gonna uh put that on on, on a little bit of gray area still but but you're also thinking of renaming Intema, aren't you? So uh, what, what's what's the what's the story behind the the, the development of renaming Intema, or I guess the new acquisition you guys acquired to to, to change that name? Yeah, of course. So I'll look, the the word Intema is actually from Intema has been around for about ten years, publicly traded company. Intema is is a breakdown of internet marketing, mm -hmm. which is what we used to primarily do. We were an email marketing platform, and we decided to. To, to get out of there, you mm -hmm. know, like to, to take our whole, uh, take our whole raison d'être, reason of being, and and move it towards esports and guy gaming, you know. Mm -hmm. So we needed a name that, that that made sense, you know, something that that, that and you know, I think the, the name that we chose, React Gaming Group, is really something that we've been doing. But you know, the, the best reactions, are, the faster reactions are the, the best reactions almost. And we, you know, when you play games, you have to react. You have to react to, 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 to what's happening. Either it's an AI player or being a bot, or it's you know a real player. You always have to react. And then and, and reactions is what we what we like to do. They turn into actions, and actions create momentum for us. You know, so mm. the React Gaming Group is is going to be the new name of Intema. I mean, it's actually an exclusive because nobody knew that except for this morning it just came out. But I mean, you're the first person in esports that's going to know that. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be changing our name to React Gaming Group. No worries. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be like next week in the middle of Thanksgiving break for us. It'll be like perfect timing for everybody to know, and it's going to be great. And so, uh, so does that mean your title is not is still CEO and president, but just be of the React Gaming Group, or is that something different now? No, it's correct. That's, okay. that's still the same. Uh, you know, the titles and the titles are important for, for for a certain amount of of organizational things. But I mean, we have an extremely professional, uh, knowledgeable 
uh, team here uh, from, 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 from everybody at React to everybody that's in the, their, own, their own silos and the subsidiaries being uh, Peter Zaloff at Loot.bet or uh, Tyson Root at HypeX or, you know, like, uh, or Bill Fawcett Generations Gaming. And any one of those, those gentlemen are, are leaders, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're, we're going to be pushing the diversity and, 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 and in gaming very, 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 very uh, strongly because we really believe in it. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we believe that everybody should have a fair chance. And the only way you can, you know, uh, apply your beliefs is by showing people and, and, and doing those beliefs. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. And so obviously you guys are making strong headways in the esports betting scene. I mean, bef- bef- really, what, w- what was the drawing interest for you guys to get into esports betting? I know you mentioned it was like a, it's an early market. There's a lot of potential growth there. But now that you're in it, I mean, like, has that interest been satiated, if you has been satisfied by by what you've seen so far? Or is there still room to grow in terms of where you want to be in the esports betting market? There's always room to grow. Uh, you know, if you get satiated, then, then you know you're not growing anymore. And we we love to grow. Like you know, this is something that we really want to take this challenge. It's, it's, esports is in its infancy, right? We, it's at the beginning of of, of where it's going to be. So we want to make sure that we, we we get the best assets out there, the best companies, the best people, and then we we build a legacy on top of that. Uh, we still love. Loot.bet, obviously, but I mean, we, we still love the esports betting market because it's it's so young. It's 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 just started, and as as the tournaments get bigger, as the people the people and the professionals who, who are playing become superstars, mm. then you're going to see more and more betting. You know, so so for us, it's uh, we, we really believe that we're at a fraction of where the the betting could be. For sure. And so um, I'm, I don't think I can compare it to is really sports betting. So I've only had experience a lot with FanDuel and, and, and DraftKings, all that stuff from my side of things. I used to work at an ESPN affiliate here in Dallas. And so that was kind of my experience with betting. And so to see kind of a company like yours make, make major headways, I'm just curious. I mean, when it came to kind of making like making steps forward, making leaps forward and kind of creating your own space, what has been the strategy you guys have focused on? What have you guys kind of been implementing to make your name known in the esports betting space well it's a very good question because we haven't really made our name known yet <laughs> you know, so like most people when, you, when I, I just came i just went to esi london it's hmm. a fantastic fantastic uh, uh, show and they, they put on you know some some great panels etc but i walked around nobody knew who i was which is which is fantastic because you get a good reaction from people you get their genuine reaction hmm. but they don't know who you are you know uh we really are always looking for for mergers or acquisitions that are either disruptive or visionary or generate enough revenue. So that's, that's three keys that we look at. And I'm sorry, it's it's a business, but that's really what we look at. Right. Uh, We've been lucky to find with HypeX and loot.bet visionary disruptive and revenue generating companies right there. You know, Uh, the bloodhound acquisition was one of the the greatest moments uh, for me personally, you know, uh, who doesn't want to own an esports team, right? <laughs> like, for sure, <laughs> the coolest thing in the world. Uh, but you know, it happens to be that Matteo uh, and 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 his team built such a great brand behind the Bloodhounds, and then the expansion that they're going to be doing in the next couple of months is going to be really, really uh, important in terms of of community esports teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's what you're building. You're building a community. You want. You, 
the users that you have, the followers that you have are almost like your friends because they're, they're watching you grow from zero to, I think they're about cumulative of about 7.2 million followers in total for the whole team and more following as we go into the pro uh, Fortnite tournaments, mm -hmm. et cetera. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's just really what we've been doing. You know, we just, the strategy is just, you know, find things that make, uh, you know, you, you make sense and, and, and something that you'll be very happy in a, a couple of years and look back on, you know. For sure. So, I mean, just pretty much looking for mergers and acquisitions. So, you, you signed up Bloodhound, your own esports team. You joined at Hypex and, and you get um, uh, loot.bet on your on your resume as well. I mean, once you kind of have these companies under your wing, you kind of uh, manage to, to, to figure out how to generate revenue off that. What challenges are there still to overcome for you guys in terms of, I mean, you're still putting your name out there, like you mentioned, but what other challenges presents itself to you that you kind of didn't expect along the way? Well, the integration is always hard, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, now you have a, you, you have a vision, you have a dream, you lucky enough, you, you get lucky enough to achieve it and then, and get all these, these, these wonderful, incredible assets though they're companies and they're people, but it, you know, for, for, for in terms of business, they are assets. Now it's time to integrate. Now mm -hmm. it's kind of time to, okay, let's loot.bet is an extremely well-oiled machine. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, Peter and his team have done a, a phenomenal, incredible job for the past five years, and they will keep doing that. And then well, we're, we're just there to help them by injecting marketing and expertise, you know, like and dollars and, mar and marketing and expertise. So Peter and his team, they're phenomenal, and I never have to look at at them. Uh, Hypex is a startup. You know, it's 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 a social social skill based wagering company, right? Mm -hmm. It's a platform where where you play your tournaments, you build your tournaments, and you can win money. You know, and you you do so based on yourself. So if you're better than the other 150 players in the in the lobby, well, guess what? You make a couple of bucks, right? So that's a startup, but it's 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 also a disruptor. Like nobody else does it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't go to sports betting. You can't go to FanDuel and then start doing skill-based wagering. How are you <laughs> going to do it? You're going to hop on the field. You What are you, Tom Brady? You know? <laughs> this is the only sector that has it. Esports is where you can achieve dreams. Like you can dream and you could play and you could win on a platform that we have. And we really have to nurture that one. The integration has to be, has to be stellar because – it's great to start, but as other people are to come, then you, you're going to see other companies trying to do the same thing. Same thing with Bloodhounds. You got to integrate. They're a bunch of kids, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they're a bunch of kids playing video games, so you got to make sure they're, they're coached well. They're, they eat well. They, you know, they, they have a schedule. That the, 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 their mental health is important to us, you know. Or else, what are we doing here, you know? For sure, for sure, and it's, it's kind of like I'm not going to say glorified babysitting. These 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 are still kind of uh, you know there's still kids who, who who kind of have to they, they get on on their own a little bit. But you know you guys are pretty much there to kind of help bring them along in terms of entertainment, which is an awesome thing to see. And so, Laurent, I got to ask you because this is such an interesting uh, confluence of events where you're kind of. Uh, between a team, between a tournament organizer, esports betting site, it's all kind of coming down under one umbrella. I mean, has there ever been a moment where you sat back, you said, wow, this is, you know, in 10 years, I never thought this was something that I could really achieve. And now we've, we've kind of come together and done this. What was like the single best moment of success or triumph for you while working with Entima or now React Gaming Group? That's a, that's a tough I, one. I know it's a very tough. You know, I, I've been I've been lucky enough uh, to, to have been working with, with with you know people who have believed 
who are still believing, obviously, in the vision, in, in the dream that, 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 you know, this crazy old 42-year-old man has in an esports world, right? Like, I mean, that's my single greatest moment is that uh, about a, a year ago, we were at two and a half cents and I had $12,000 in the corporate bank account, mm-hmm. right? Like, we had nothing. Like we were at the end of the rope, and I, I looked at, the, at, at at my coworkers, my team, my teammates, you know, and I said, "Look, you're gonna have to trust me, and we'll get through this. And you know, please don't leave me for another job. Like, stay." And and they did stay, and and they're still here. You know, they're, they're both um, they've been now both promoted to uh, executive vice presidents of the companies, and you know, that was my single best moment. You know, having mm-hmm. them stay with me and the, the team stay together. And, uh, you know, there's other leaders out there that always come back to their teams. And now I understand, you know, like Mm. you always have, you're only as strong as your team is. So that's my my greatest moment is having my team with me the whole time. So let's let's talk about that a little bit more because obviously you were in that startup phase a year ago ish. Like you mentioned, you had you know little capital to work with and 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 some very loyal employees. What were your thoughts in that moment? We're kind of like, man, this is we're up against the wall and and a, and a very hard place right now. I, I like was it kind of like um, just hoping or, or kind of just trying to maneuver yourself to be in the right place at the right time. What exactly was going through your mind in that I guess that startup phase where you, you either you pass or you failed pretty much <laughs> well besides the, the blinding panic uh you know <laughs> the of, of, of being in you know in, in, in the coat closet kind of crying no i mean look we've we, we were put to a test mm-hmm. uh, and and really we we, we the, the process and what i felt was was obviously despair but at the same time hope right like you you have to believe in yourself and you have to find a way out right like we knew that email marketing was not something that we can do you know there's mailchimp constant contact send in blue there's all these massive companies how are we going to compete so you know it kind of put on my thinking hat and then my my investment years or portfolio management uh, thinking had, and I started looking at valuations, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I started looking at what has the craziest valuations right now. And I was reading an article from, from uh, Luckbox. Uh, I forgot the old uh, CEO's name. He got fired uh, recently or left. I'm sorry. I don't want to slander him. (laughs) I I don't know what happened, but I I know he left or something happened with him. But I remember reading an article that they raised $16.8 million on very little revenue and very little revenue projections. I said to myself, I have investors who are in the gaming space. I have, uh, you know, with my partners with Lazarus Charbonneau, uh, they're one of the most respected uh, gaming law firms out there in the world. I'm sure there's things we can do together. And that's where we sat down and started moving towards gaming, you know, like every startup will go through that that, that inflection point, right? Mm -hmm. It's like either you shut it down and, and at that point, we really thought of shutting it down. And then you wake up the next morning, and you're like, okay, I'm not going to shut it down. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grind through it. If I fail, I fail. It's going to happen. You know, I've had many failures in my life, and I'll probably have many more as we go. You know, but you just have to kind of believe in your team and yourself. And that's what we did. It kind of sounds very cliche, but it's the truth. <laughs> no, you're right because it, it's it's it comes down to kind of just do you want to quit or do you want to keep going? And you kind of made a decision we're we're going to keep going. And you, you're so realistic about it because obviously you admit you keep, you know there's going to be future mistakes just as there's much past mistakes. And so uh, just just for clarification, uh, uh, Luck Group's uh, CEO stepped down. He didn't he didn't get fired or anything like that. He just okay. stepped down. So I didn't want to slam him. He is listening to this. I'm sorry. I'm you know I'm sure he's an awesome person. 
person for sure for sure, he, he just stepped down. So that was back, and I believe in 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 March or May or some of this year. So I, I just I just saw the article. So he, he just stepped down. It's okay. We're not slandering anybody. We're we're all okay yeah. here. But um, but, you know, it's talking about other companies, of course, like I mentioned earlier, we we brought up uh, rivalry and other companies, uh, of course, are your competition, like like Betway as, as well. Um, how do you guys compare compare yourselves to that competition? Do you guys look at what they're doing for, to success, or are you guys looking to do something different than your competition to kind of drive home success? I think you know uh, the gaming space is, is is pretty much limited, meaning that there's not five different ways you can make revenue, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, it's, it's pretty much the same story. It's it's FanDuel versus DraftKings, it's Betway and Rivalry versus Loot.Bet. You're going to have these 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 big players, and then there's enough market share for us to have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we going to do differently? Well. We have a couple of, of tricks up our sleeve. Uh, Peter and his team have, have developed an incredible, incredible website, a, a great immersive, uh, immersive, uh, entertaining uh, offering or platform. You know, so and then then he goes back to tournaments, the tournaments themselves. How many do you offer? Uh, you know, how many lines do you offer? Are, are you using uh, using in house? market making or are you using PandaScore or Audin.gg, you know, which are two phenomenal companies, by the way, mm-hmm. and are pushing our, 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 our esports business forward, right? You, you, that's what's, that's what's going to differentiate us at the end of the day. There are going to be micro differentiations. It's going to be maybe the color of our header versus their green is in our blue or whatever it is, you know? So we, we don't really want to reinvent the wheel. We, we want to, you know, just, Keep going and grow esports uh, wagering and betting. You know th- that's really what we want to do. We, because don't forget, it's right now it's it's, it's it's tiny. It's a niche market, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like FanDuel or or or, or uh, DraftKings or uh, William Hill or Pinnacle. You know, like those are sports betting, right? We want to be the leaders and known as the esports betting company, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, bet. So, so that's it. That, that's really what we plan on doing. We're going to be. You know, I think that there's there's room for for cooperation, even though there's competition. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where we're at that stay, stage. You know, if we push together, we'll get an esports betting license out there in, in Canada. And I, I think that you know, Stephen Stalls, I've, I've I've seen some of his interviews. I read a, a couple of his things. He seems brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant person. So you know. I'm sure that our two companies, even though we are competitors, could work together to get legislation out there and licensing and, you know, attacking the right the right spots to get to push esports and esports wagering forward, which in itself pushes all of esports forward. Exactly. You know? Rising tide lifts all ships kind of uh, anecdote there. And so yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the kind of uh, the push forward from all, all companies at once, because that's kind of what needs to happen to help grow the industry. But I mean, what are some other hurdles to help build esports betting, not just at a Canadian level, but also, I guess, uh, a U.S. state level, uh, an international level to kind of make that major headway internationally versus, you know, st- uh, just stuck in Canada? Is it, what, what steps need to happen for, for that to kind of grow outside of uh, of the countries, I guess. Well, the ex- it's an excellent question, and, and I really, and this is my my own opinion and yeah. belief. I feel like I, I might be wrong, I might be right. Uh, hopefully, I'm right. <laughs> but I think mainstream acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we do have, and then I, I know it might sound a little bit like old school, but cable TV. You know, cable TV the, is still watched by the, the majority of the population. You know, if you if you start having a sports center, but like I know Jinx is trying to do so, and yeah. 
on them, you know, have a, a channel or, you know, a tax sports center and say, hey, all your audience, most of your audience that watches NHL highlights or whatever it is, they also want, they also play video games. So why don't you have a sports center or, you know, an esports center, you know what I mean? Like, or mm-hmm. something like that. Mainstream acceptance will push esports to the future. It will make it uh, accessible, though it is accessible, but not a lot, not everybody watches Twitch yeah. or goes on Discord. You know, like you, you can't ask uh, people one generation above me uh, what Twitch and Discord are. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> you have problems with Facebook, you know what I mean? Or Meta or whatever it's called these days. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mainstream acceptance would be the most important thing. Let's get this in the, under the public eye. Uh, the, the the Olympics Olympics are, are coming, uh, rolling around, I think, next year, mm-hmm. more than two years from now. I know that esports is starting to become a medal event. Uh, or is, is in the process of, of maybe an exhibition event, let's push that through, you know, like let's get, because esports is so much different than normal sports. Mm-hmm. The only one where there is no barriers. Mm-hmm. You could be male, female, you could be uh, white, black, purple, doesn't matter. You know, it's the only, you know, you, you, can't, you can't put Tom Brady on the same field as, 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 as other athletes, right? But in esports, all athletes are are the same. You know, it's a, it's a keyboard and a mouse, and and then your frames per second, or a, a console if you're if you're daring enough to play in a console, you know, against a, a PC player. But I mean, you know, we can push this together, you know, and then that's why we really believe in diversity. And I said it at the beginning, and it's going to be 2022 for us is going to be a platform like that. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to see 2021 was really let's let's get all these assets, let's let's build this, and then 2022 is like how do we push this forward? And we believe that we push it forward diversity. For sure. And so uh, to your point about the Olympics kind of looking at exhibition games, I know Tokyo this past this past year had the, the virtual rowing and virtual events, preliminary, they call them preliminary events, just kind of ex- exhibition games for the most part. And so I saw that kind of becoming more of the, pl- uh, the public eye. And I know the, for the fact that like the kids growing up now, now, right, the kids born post 2010, by the end of this decade will be your 20 year olds, your 15 year olds kind of deciding where the culture of the, of, of the industry goes next. And that kind of what you have to keep in mind as well, because, you know, you don't want this to be a five uh, six year business. You want this to be, you know, 30, 40, 50 year business down the road past, mm-hmm. we know uh, our lives at least. But I'm curious, speaking of on that potential for growth, I mean, are we talking about esports betting houses in Vegas or do you think this will primarily stay kind of like a digital service? Because that's where most people are getting their, their content is from digital services. It's a very good question. Uh, again, and, and, and when I say that, I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. I get it. It's hard to kind of put that into words. You know what, what exactly yeah, the future looks like. I think you, I think it could be a, pretty much a hybrid. You know, uh, if there is a if there is an esports, if, if esports hits a critical mass mm-hmm. and acceptance of the general population, then you will have, and you'll see in Vegas the first real big esports arena. Mm-hmm. I know the HyperX tried it. It didn't work, you know. Yeah. It was too early. Uh, give it a couple of years, yeah. Uh, you know, give it a couple of tournaments. At, uh, you know, I think the, the last tournament uh, was it Dota or League of Legends. That was 40 something million. like that. Yeah, yeah. For it was a big time that much. Yeah. <laughs> you keep pull, you keep pushing some forty million dollar tournaments. Trust me, people will go. You know, what I mean, like that. That's what needs to happen, right? And and so it could be a hybrid. It could be a betting house in the in esports betting house in Vegas. But we're never going to lose the online service part, mm-hmm. right? We are primarily an online service. 
Uh, sorry, an online platform. So we're always going to be so, yeah. right? And, and we're going to move to mobile, and we're going to be moved to app, and we're going to be a second screen. That's all, you know, we, we all understand that, and we all see where, where the industry is going. But you can't discount the physical location. Mm -hmm. People go to Vegas, man. They, they, they can still bet online, but they go to Vegas, mm. right? So why not get, you know, an arena there? And, and, and I think that, that when that happens, uh, they'll be betting obviously allowed because it is Vegas. <laughs> but I mean, when that happens, I, I think that you're, you're at the, the real peak of esports when you can fill up arenas and have these tournaments going all the time. No, for sure. For sure. And so I guess I asked you a bunch of questions. You knocked them out of the park. I just got one last one for you. And that is, of course, how does Intema plan to grow uh, in the next year? I know, well, React Gaming Group now plan to grow in the next few years. I mean, what is uh, your focus moving forward in the next, I guess, year, two years, three years? I mean, is there, is there a set plan in place, set, set steps, I guess, to kind of follow? And like, if we're at this point, then we'll have this at that point. But for now, just what's the main kind of lens you guys are looking through right now? Well, you know, it's, 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 it's still integration now. Mm -hmm. uh, we, like I said, 2021, it was, was a really an asset gathering, finding these, these wonderful teams and then the companies. And now you got to put them together and, 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 and grow them, right? So in, integrate them into your ecosystem and then grow them by, by, by in, you know, putting money in marketing, right? That, that's, that's what grows companies, right? Uh, money in marketing. So 2022 is going to be... I believe for us, a, a revenue shattering year, like it's going to be a, a record revenue year for us. Uh, we have many, many territories that are going to be uh, opened. Uh, we are currently pursuing an Isle of Man license and, uh, you know, hopefully all, all goes well. And we've already been accepted to, 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 for, for the, uh, we haven't been accepted for the license yet, but the application has been accepted, yes. which was a very, 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 very big point for us. Uh, Hopefully, after uh, December, we will have uh, the the acceptance of that that license, which will change uh, the whole business in itself because it opens up all the territories that we need to be in. Uh, so, the next year is going to be integration and, and just revenue growth. You know, just putting on putting all these things together, making sure they work very very well, and then just by by doing so, the revenue will come in, and you know, everybody will be happy with the React Gaming Group. For sure. And that hopefully by next year, we'll have you back on again to talk about the successes you guys have had. And of course, the, the major developments you guys are pushing through. Uh, we wish you the best of luck here at the Esports Network. And I want you to know you are always welcome here. You have a spot here to kind of talk about whatever's going on with React Gaming Group. And again, thank you for coming on the show. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. My pleasure, Kevin. And uh, as usual, you're doing an awesome job. Uh, Esports Network is, is phenomenal. I love it. And uh, keep growing, uh, keep growing esports for us. For sure, for sure. Of course, he is Laurent Bonezra, CEO of React Gaming Group, and I'm your host Kevin Correa, right here on the Esports Network podcast. Mm -hmm.